1: You have found The Victor Mark Show, and I'm excited that you are joining me today for part two of my interview with Kenny Thomas. Kenny is a speaker, author, award-winning musician, and actually the national spokesman for the Special Operations Warrior Foundation. Kenny's best known for his mission and subsequent 18-hour battle in Mogadishu, Somalia. This was a battle that was famously portrayed in the book and movie Black Hawk Down. Now, if you missed part one of this interview... Just go to victormarks.com forward slash show, and you can listen to it there. All right, let's get to part two of my conversation with my fellow veteran and friend, Kenny Thomas. Hey, round two with uh, my friend, brother, fellow vet, Kenny Thomas. Many of you know him from uh, the book and movie Black Hawk Down. We're talking about a leadership summit that we're going to be putting on this summer and how we are gathering influencers and uh, people in different spheres that are making a a real impact positively on our culture and our nation. And I don't know if people can understand this. It's almost like where we are, we have to do a counter insurgency of our own nation and narrative and thought uh, to change this trajectory that we're on for instance, this morning, I just posted the 13 principles of Black Lives Matter, you know, that they want to teach to children. And I was kind of taken back on how how far off they were from my perspective. Uh, Of course, I'm I'm not a fan of the organization. I'm a fan of the message, you know, that all lives matter, Black Lives Matter. In the military, it was easy for us because it was interesting, a fellow Marine, who's a pastor, uh, you know, a black pastor of a church I spoke at, uh, he's a former Marine, you know, me and him have kind of butted heads on critical race theory. I'm like, you know, man, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding this. And we went back and forth, and I said, how come this wasn't an issue when we served in the Marines? And he goes, because we were all green. We're all the same. And I said, "Man," and he's in ministry. I've been in ministry. I'm going. How come it's an issue now, not the last 30 years? So again, we need to be able, to, willing to connect with other people of influence in our summit with leaders that actually don't necessarily won't give us the same answer, but have that civil discourse and push and work through. And um, I think that we're going to have something yeah. that the American people will be able to wrap their arms and mind around. How about you?
2: Agreed. When you can put people together that are, I I call them the centers of gravity. They, when you may not agree with what they have to say, but when they speak, people listen. And when they, when they move something, the, the needle moves. And when you get people like your, your buddy, who was in the Marine Corps, who's now a pastor, you get folks like that sitting at a table and you seek to understand. Remember, if we went through one of the manuals that was about this, thing, I've got it sitting over here on my desk right now, and it's just on communication alone. Like a leader must be a good communicator. One of the very first things is it says, uh, learn to be an active listener it, because none of us are really all that great at listening. If we can sit and listen to understand and not listen to respond, I'm thinking about what I'm going to say to this person because I'm, I'm mad at it. I don't agree with them. We put that kind of a table, a round table together, and we sit with these folks and we hear, okay, now I understand what you're saying. Let's now formulate a course of action. In other words, let's formulate a plan. Where do we go out? and what all we are doing is practicing the Special Forces mission, which is winning hearts and minds. We're going into an environment that is a different environment than ours, and we're trying to understand the locals and then bring them around to our way of thought. Instead of like team building exercises, I, I have envisioned sort of like unity building exercises. I think we got stuck. During the 60s, the, everything that we learned in school about what Martin Luther King taught and the 70s went by, the 80s were, you know, kind of like when I was a little kid and in the 90s, everything kind of just moved on by and you're like, like okay, well, why that it wasn't a problem But maybe it was still a problem. We just, nobody talked about it. So maybe now it's still a problem. But I think we're stuck at the same message, which is Black Lives Matter. And you don't know what it's like to be me. You've never walked a mile in my shoes. And I will be the first guy to say, absolutely, you're right. I don't know what it's like to walk in your shoes. Please tell me then we get to that point like you said remember your your buddy who you the guy that was just complaining all the time and you're like hey do something then we say okay now we know what it feels like man i can appreciate that that's tough i get it what's our course of action that's where i think as a nation we have been stuck and the elected officials i don't think are in a position to do anything about it I, i think when 9 11 went down and we had shared hardship The country unified itself for a moment. The administration got too busy with the business of being an administration and they couldn't foster that unity. So it's up
1: to us. I agree 100%. I think sometimes we abdicate our authority and position and responsibility just as people to do things that we need to do, but we relegate it to government. Let's take the VA, for example. VA's broken pretty good. And I know Trump was trying to do a better job with it. But look at our State Department. I remember I had a meeting and they couldn't even get us in the building because their computer systems were so old. They were, and I just thought. You're a Marine, you should be used to that. (laughs) (laughs) Poor equipment and that's why they feed us crayons. (laughs) Calm down, eat a red one. You don't know what red does to me. I need a blue. So I, I'm excited. And I think people will get excited because the feedback that I get from social media is, what do we do? What, what do we do? Because I think people are tired of complaining. And that's what I've been telling them. Hang on. We're formulating a plan of action. And this is what I've told people for a while. In order for our country to change or to improve in every area. Whatever it is, but especially in the areas of unity, uh, morality, ethics that we all hold dear, it takes work and sacrifice and planning and strategy. I kind of chuckle at the church, the organized church. I hear a lot of people, I'm going to fight for, I'm going to get my country back. I'm going to, you know, and I hear this all, and I go. Right. What are you willing to do? <laughs> exactly. I, I'm like, hey, at your church there's a lack of signing up for children's ministry. Okay. Don't tell me you're, you know, just by your passion, you think you're going to take this country back to get away, uh, start working on volunteers in the children's ministry at your own church. So it is going to take everything that I just said and more, but it's going to take the right people at the table who just like you said, willing to communicate, civil discourse, yep. push in. I, I like what Jeff Teagues, we're, we're mentioning Teagues a lot. He's our chief of operations for all things possible. He's former special forces and ended up in the unit for many years, Uh really solid man of integrity and great leader. But I think yesterday we're running three operations in different countries right now. So constant comms, me and him from our operations center, when we're coming at it from different points of view, he goes, We're in violent agreement, Victor, (laughs) Jeff's full of of witty one-liners. So it's, it's, it's going to be fun to see the level of quality leaders. We get to the table and you, you said during the break, there's a lot that are excited. Well, let's see what happens, uh, when it's go time, right? Yeah. Oh, well, I believe we'll get that. I, I want to call, you know, my submission
2: for the name of the project is called the Ark uh, because we've got many rivers to cross through this storm before we get to the other side. But I believe in that, that process of picking the right people to put on this flagship vessel. And I believe we're going to, we'll find them because one, this is bigger than us. It's, it's God's, I keep asking him every day, man, are you sure that it's taking a buttload of time, God. Are you sure I'm supposed to be doing this? And he's like, yep. Yep. Don't worry, Kenny, I got your back. I believe with everything I have that all the right people that will be there on that initial meeting. And what that will do is spoke out and they will start calling influencers that they know. And we we will begin to win hearts and minds in many different communities. That's the goal. It's not just white kids at dallas fort worth uh, you know on friday night lights it's inner city kids in kansas city and it's kids in dothan alabama like i want to be able to reach all of those and those people who have that influence in those communities exist and we will find
1: them yep i agree now if you're listening watching right now and you're going hey well i don't want to miss this well then make sure you go to victormarts.com and sign up for my email and for sure sign up at victormarks.com dot com forward slash brief B R I E F for our daily intelligence brief, because we'll be disseminating uh, this information about what's going on through the dib. This matters that you actually sign up for it or you will miss this. Uh, and we don't want you to. We want you to be able to ride this wave with us together. To make a difference in our nation. Now, your book "Get It On" shares your experiences in the battle of Mogadishu. Uh, it's it's helped to really put together your mindset and help people on their journey with whatever they're doing, whether they're former military or never have been in. I like how you said it, it took you a while to write it, and it's really you wrote it for people who don't like to read necessarily. Uh, I appreciate that because, like my book everybody wants to put stuff on the top shelf i say man put cookies on the lower level too for us regular folk uh so how have you found this book has impacted people
2: it's 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 another one of those tools that um again outside of god i have no idea how the whole thing everything's easy victor when people say yes like the music career really wasn't that difficult for me on the front end because somebody said yes and it just started happening. The thing with the book, you know, the, I watch all these programs. People will sell you about how to go get a book deal and how to get a publishing deal and how to write a good pitch and all. So I'm like, I didn't need it. They just said yes. And it was it. Colonel Ollie North was on a book label uh, for Lifeway. Lifeway was a gigantic, still is a gigantic Christian publication it, it owns yeah. like most of downtown Nashville. Right and. He was working with them and said, you know, Kenny, you really should write a book. Um, you have a chance to help a lot of people. And he was the guy who goes, I've heard your speech. You talk about get it on. He goes, that'd be a great one. You could sort of do the whole armor of God thing and get it on. And, and it took me by surprise because, Victor, I would never have told someone, well, what do you do? Well, I'm a Christian speaker. One, if you tell right. people that, you'll never get booked because they're scared of right. you. But yeah, but I didn't ever think and he's like, Oh, yeah, He goes, it comes through loud and clear He goes, you never say it. But I can see it all over you on the stage. And I'm like, wow. So when I sat down to write the book, you're, you're gonna think that I was very uh, knowledgeable and learned about biblical stories. And I, I really wasn't much more than most people. In fact, when I go back and look at it now, I feel JV about it. But I did so much research. And anytime you can immerse yourself in biblical stories in scripture, it's it's time well spent. And I started comparing the Old Testament battles to some of the new leadership techniques. And then as I started reading the New Testament, it became very clear to me that it it was just another leadership manual. And it was Mm -hmm. set the example for others to follow. And everybody was like, he had an A team. Jesus had 12 dudes. That's it. He didn't run out and try and get 70,000 Facebook likes. He just affected the 12 people around him and said, all right, here's the message I want you to go. Here's my intent. Here's the end state. Go make it happen because I'm not going to be here. I'm punching out. And they're like, well, what do we do? Just do what I did. Like, Set the example for others. It was a really simple leadership message. And so when I started incorporating that in the book, what I love about it is that people just accept it. I'm not preaching at them. I'm not telling them this is the way it should be. I'm just telling them how I feel about and how I believe in, in the comparisons between the modern day battlefield and what went on back then. And it has permeated its way into the business corporate world where I get booked. To put perspective to it all, Victor, I, I thought for a while, okay, well, this should get me, with my music and everything I do, I should be able to go into the churches And be a guest speaker at a church. And it just was never happening. You couldn't get any traction. I remember one night I'm I'm sitting there, I was out running. I'm like, well, how come I'm not speaking in any churches, God? And the answer was very clear. He's like, I don't need you there. I gotta let people speaking in the churches. I need you on the front lines where they don't get this message. So the the tone of what you and I have just done in these last two interviews, we're not a Christian messaged talk show. But I think right. people listening to it will get that vibe and they're like, oh man, those guys, they have a pretty strong faith. And that's what we want them to know. Because yeah. when they're in trouble, they don't know what it is we got, but they see it and they want it. And that's when they might come to you and say, man, I'm i am kind of struggling. How did you do it? And that's usually how the, the conversation yeah. will begin. So that's what the book has done. It's opened up it. conversations to guys and girls Who are JV about faith to maybe help them take another step? Because I was in the same place when I wrote the book.
1: I love it. You know what? It's, uh, and let me just tell people you really don't get rich over books. Okay. I just, I need to kind of let anybody out there know we're not promoting your book to try to make that. It's the farthest thing from it. Books are what we put our heart, life, and knowledge and experience into so that maybe we don't have to have as many one-on-one conversations with people. Right. Uh, I had a guy ask me today, exactly that question on social media. He goes, how did you make it? How did you forgive people? I said, email my office. We'll send you a free book. Yeah, there you go. It's in there brother. So I just want to let people know because there's some people like, ah, I don't want to get the books because they help. And readers are leaders. I had somebody, just recently say I was getting ready to commit suicide and I got sidetracked watching your video on YouTube and he goes then I decided not to kill myself fell on my knees and gave my life to God and I went right on now you know you're making an impact what that right there is a big old billboard boom so I want people to understand when we talk about leadership or success at any level, it's not this. I mean, look at you. You're an Emmy award-winning producer. Uh, I mean, you were a military advisor for Mel Gibson's movie. Uh, we were soldiers. You have reached a level of success that many young people go and older. Go, oh, my gosh, I love that. But it's not you just building up your vats or whatever. It's to be part of a mission that God has placed you on to be most effective so that people are helped. Yeah. And I just want people to understand that because uh, we're talking just like we would be doing if we were sitting somewhere at a
2: fire. Where was the last place we talked? Was it a Ruby Tuesdays outside the Denver airport? Is that where it
1: was? Yeah, it sure was. Uh, so I am i I'm thankful for who you are as a man and your character and integrity, because I don't know about you, but when you're in touch with many, many people, you get tired of labels and you just want to know what is the core of this person. Yeah. And it's never about perfection. It's just about the character and the direction that they take that you can trust them. Go back to that word trust. And I would say this to young men, whether in ministry or music, speaking of music, I remember doing a gig. I was getting ready to speak and this musician was up young guy. He played, it was several thousand people. And afterwards he, He's just like, he's lit. He's like, oh man, I love this. I just, he goes, I could do this the rest of my, this is what I want to do. And I, I said, hey, if that 20 minute set is what you're living for, you're going to be disappointed because there's a whole lot of more minutes in a day. Yeah. And I told him the very best thing I could ever do is spend time with the Lord, kind of draw down and commune with my creator. Next is to make sure my family's solid, love my wife, love my kids. No matter how many times I fell at it, I still keep pressing forward, you know, and then do what God has put or gifted me with or put me in the lane to follow.
2: Yeah. And and then then it's what you choose to do with those 20 minutes. Is that just a thing that is there that you're just taking from the energy of the audience? Or are you using that, like what we talked about earlier, that microphone, that platform, that following is a constituency and it's part of your responsibility. So, and that goes back to being clear on our mission statement. When we're clear on our mission statement, then we will use our gifts in the service of others. And I could tell you a story about Gary Gordon and Randy Schugart, the two Medal of Honor recipients from the Black Hawk Down. Those guys died trying to save one guy. Mm. And if you were to ask Gary and Gary was still alive, let's say, and you could talk to him, he wouldn't have told you, oh, I was doing it because you know, I'm Delta and I'm, I'm expected to be the best. And I'm going to go. Get... in fact, his last words that anybody heard over the radio, were they told him no. He was like, hey, we got bad guys moving in. The crew is still alive. We got to go help them. And he, they said, denied, denied twice. And he finally gets on and he says, hey, let me speak to the actual. And Colonel Harrell gets on the phone and says, Gary, do you know what you're asking? And Gary's last words were, sir, we're their only hope. Mm-hmm. Those two guys went down swinging for just by the time they got to that second crash on foot. The only guy left was Mike Durant. And Mike will tell you to this day, the only reason he's still alive by the grace of God is because of those two guys. But they were both awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor. Mm. It's the only time it's ever been awarded to two guys for the exact same actions. But I can promise you the only reason that they did that. They probably didn't even know Mike Durant's name. Guarantee you they didn't know the crew but they did it because we're their only hope. They would have done it for me, and that's what they'll tell you, we do it for each other. And there's an important sub-lesson to get to what we are just talking about, but it's what you choose to do with that time because all those gifts and those superpowers that you've been given, we're talking about putting together this team of superheroes to to do, they were Delta, they were as good as it gets but they understood that all those superpowers they've been given were not to up their contract at the next nfl draft it was in the service of others and you have something that is unique to you you are wonderfully and fearfully made you're one of a kind creation of all there's no other you you've got something that you can offer your story matters but it matters in that it's how you serve others with that gift. And that will just keep coming. The more you can do it, the better you get at it. And, and I find that those doors tend to just keep opening as
1: you try and help more people. Well, Kenny, thanks for sharing that story and the insight, because that's powerful. I think everybody listening will not forget that. They're our only hope. And You know, people want to be able to make a difference in their lives and with their lives. And, and I would tell them, I'm sure you'd agree. Don't live in fear. Fear cancels faith. And it grites me to be around people who are fearful, you know, and and they don't stay around me long because they're just such life suckers (laughs) that I'm just like, what?
2: Hey, don't be a life sucker.
1: Don't be afraid somewhere else. We got work to do. But I appreciate people who Uh, it's not, they don't face fear, but they have the courage to press through, but they don't waste the time sitting at it. Right. And that's, that's what our country needs right now. We acknowledge
2: the fact that I understand that you're afraid of it. um, But we're going to push through this and I'm going to help you. Or if you don't think you need my help, I'm going to show you how, how you can do this. And then it's your choice as to whether you want to do it. But if you, if you're going to choose to keep standing there and, moaning and complaining and telling you how you can't I can't I can't because this 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 and this you know I'm, I'm turning the other cheek buddy and I'm, I'm moving forward with some people who who do want to move forward
1: yeah totally so Kenny we're gonna have to wrap this up brother for now yep it, when somebody wants to uh, find out more about you what is the easiest way to you kind know, of oh, reach out man, to thanks me?
2: for reminding me yeah um so what I did for the folks who are tuning into this uh this particular cast. Um, if you go to my website right now, there's a little link up at the very top, like right when you get to the homepage, you'll see it. It's sort of camouflaged up there, but there's a link up there. We, we put in there and you can get the audio book for free oh, my. and you'll recognize the voice narrating the story, and but you can get it for free. Um, and then the good thing about that is it puts you in touch with me. So they'll ask nice. for an email for us to mail the file to you. And you can email me. If you got anything you need to say or want to say, Great. And, and, I, and I will get back to you. It'll take me a minute, but I will get back to you.
1: How did, how did it get to the, your website?
2: So Ken, it's Kenny Thomas, K, and it's spelled funny. It's K-E-N-I-T-H-O-M-A-S, Kenny
1: Thomas. Just go to that homepage. We're so thankful that you've spent time with us on the show, on the broadcast here. And I know people are grateful uh, for you as a person, your service, your experience, your warrior heart, not only then, but now and now passing it on to others. So look forward to the leadership summit at our training center out here in Colorado Springs. And again, if you want to make sure that you do not forget or hear about what we're doing, go to victormarks.com forward slash brief, sign up for our daily intelligence brief. We will be sending that information out to you. It's free and uh, you want to stay connected with us on that. Until next time, whatever God has your hand to, whatever lane you're running in, get it done.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.